Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Amen. God is spirit. Therefore, if his life is what was given to us, then his life is also the spirit life. Are you getting it? God cannot be a spirit and then when he's giving birth to you, he gives birth to you carnally. No. He gives birth to you spiritually. And that is why we are the spirit life people. In other words, we are those who come from eternal life salvation is the most important message for the world for the church the message of eternal life is so important why because when you get to understand the message of eternal life then you can grow in the life that you have received salvation to the world is for them to repent and to receive eternal life so now when you have received eternal life and have entered into god's church then the next thing is for you to be taught about the life you have received so that you can grow every one of us were born into a, a biological family we all know the ways and means of our earthly family how did we know because we were taught one way or the other even if you were not taught like us we will come to church and we will teach you you also learned it by observation you learned it by hearing how did you learn how to speak your mother tongue? You learned it by hearing. When you grew up, nobody took you to school and then started teaching you how to speak down, airway, fancy, or whatever. No. We grew up hearing people speaking it in our house and then we also started speaking it. In the same way, that is how, in fact, that is the prototype of how we are supposed to live in the spirit. In other words, when you come to God's people, when you come to church, you come to the family of God. What you should be doing, if you just got born again, when someone enters the church and he just got born again, the person must hear those who have grown up in the spirit talking spiritually. So that they too, they will hear and start speaking spiritually. They must observe the seniors those who have gone ahead of them doing the things of eternal life so that they too they can observe and do them are you getting it it's the same thing but it's unfortunate that people get born again and they go to church and then they go and find some of the same things that in fact they came out of the world so now if you are not careful you might think that the church is what it is but the church as it is today is going through a phase of challenge that it takes the father to purge his church with the washing of the water by the word are you here so eternal life and i told you last week that this message for jesus comes i don't have any other message to preach because every other message in the church is pre-eminent or is is founded on this message without eternal life you don't have grace without eternal life you don't have faith without eternal life you don't have whatever whatever anybody thinks he has so-called in quote specialized in doing or teaching or practicing without the message of eternal life all those things don't matter how 
can you walk in grace without being born again and having eternal life? How can you walk in the faith of God? You understand? Without having a proper life of God. So apostle, but Abraham was not born again, but he walked in faith. You don't understand. There's faith and there's faith. There are realms of faith. There's a faith that, yes, those of old, they walked in. And there's a faith we also have in Christ. That is superior than that faith. Oh. I'm telling you, if we can celebrate that faith, then we, we must even be in a position to be more excited about the faith we now have in Christ. Because now we have the very life of God. And then, when we hear the word, instead of we hearing from the angle of the flesh, we're not hearing him from the spirit. So now there is a communication. The spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. This is another level. None of those people back then were called the children of God. They may have been called servants of God, but they were not called children of God. You are called a child of God for a purpose. It, how, can, how can you be called someone's child if the person did not give birth to you? Or at best, or at, let me say, if the person did not even adopt you. So sometimes, Paul used the analogy of adoption. When you read Romans, he said, we have been adopted. You understand? And all of that. But we are giving birth to it. That's why Jesus said, I am going to my father and your father and to my God and your God. That is an emphatic. That, there's a whole bunch of revelation in that statement. He wanted us to know that his father is our father. His God is our God. And then when you understand the revelation of eternal life, now you realize that, whoa, this thing called Christianity is not a joke. It's a life worth having. Now, now I'm enjoying this thing. Since God started giving this revelation of eternal life in, in deep up, I'm, enjo I'm enjoying this life. I was telling her the last time. I said, of late, I'll be there and then maybe I'll say my mind. I know, maybe I need to do A, B, and C. It has been happening to me recently. Before I wake up, there's money on my mobile money. I don't know who sent it. Sometimes I'll, maybe I'll, sometimes I'll maybe assume that some of these people who are outside the country who have sent it, I'll WhatsApp them. Did you ask your sister? You couldn't. So I even, I'll WhatsApp some of them. Oh, where is it? oh no, I have not sent, sent anything. Of course, some of them do send. When they send, you will see that, oh, I possibly maybe I'm sending C to Tango now. They will send you. But you, it doesn't even carry name. <laughs> Pastor, this eternal life, eh? I pray that you understand it like the way God is giving you understanding. But when you start working in this revelation of eternal life, you will know that everything about you, your whole body begins to now align with the state of your mind. I know it's in the book that it's coming. You see, the mind is a very powerful force. It is that part of us that controls this physical body. It's that state around us and inside of us that controls us. When you renew your mind according to the nature of your spirit life, I tell you, you become, you are not a superman, you become a new man. Um, a person that you have not even experienced before. Amen. Let's go back to our anchor scripture, John chapter number three. Let's go back to our anchor scripture, John chapter number three. Praise the Lord. 
emphasis will be in verse on verse 16 which is john 3 16 but then let me start reading from verse 1 john 3 i start reading from verse number 1 there was a man named nicodemus a ruler of the jews this man came to jesus by night and said to him rabbi we know that you are a teacher come from god for no one can do these signs that you do unless god is with him no one unless god is with him verse number three now jesus answered and said to him most assuredly i said to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god unless you are born again what is going to happen to you you cannot even see it <laughs> let alone to experience it unless you are born again you cannot see this is a powerful thing this born again thing we are talking about in other words when the person gets born again the person must begin to see the kingdom of god in his life all right nicodemus said to him how can a man be born when he's old can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born and Jesus said, Most certainly I say to you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And now, see this very verse. The father was teaching me just last week. He corrected, he corrected my my teaching. I have taught on this thing some time ago, and then uh, the teaching the, the, the water was usually thought that it represented the word. And the father said no that particular water there is not the word that water that represents repentance why because jesus came in the era of water baptism of john the baptist which stood for repentance so jesus was saying that unless you repent and then you receive the holy spirit you are not born again so this water here is not like what all said in ephesians 5 that says washing of the water by the word you know a lot of people use the washing of the water by the word to infer that this water means the word unless you are born of the word and of of the spirit no neither is it talking about like the word like peter said that we are born of incorruptible seed that is the word of god no the water here represents repentance because jesus christ came and when he came he came to talk about repentance something that john the baptist too was talking about and then anyone who entered into water and came out during the days of john the baptist you understand was a symbol of repentance jesus also repent and um, baptized some people when you read the gospels jesus uh, with his disciples they baptized some people as well are you getting it so the water here is not the word unless you repent and you are you receive the life of the father which comes by the baptism of the spirit you cannot be born again or you cannot enter the kingdom verse 6 can we already together want to go that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit do not marvel that i said to you you must be born again the wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it but cannot tell where it comes from where it goes 
so is everyone who is born of the spirit verse 16 can we all read it together john 3 16 one to go so love the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life amen the word everlasting life is the same word eternal life you understand and i taught you last week that eternal comes from the greek word aeon or ion a-i-o-n eternal or everlasting now this word means always all the time you remember when we used to be in sunday school we always say god is good all the time all the time god is good amen yeah so all the time always forever that is the meaning of eternal so this is the mission statement of jesus when god sent jesus into this world he sent him to come and um, introduce eternal life into the world now this is the big one the question you ought to ask yourself is what was existing in the world that jesus needed to have come with eternal life remember that adam and eve sin introduced physical death death always cut short the physical life there are types of life which i'm not going into it today one day probably everything has got its own life but the life of a human after the fall of the first um, people death started raining right Romans 5 are you there Romans chapter 5 we read from verse number 12 Romans chapter number 5 it says therefore just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sin are you getting it now if not for sin there's no death i'm talking about physical death the only reason people die is because of sin see it is not cancer that kills it is not hiv that kills it is not old age that kills it is sin that kills you are, you are not getting me i said it is not cancer that kills it is not hiv that kills it is not old age that kills but it is sin that kills sin that kills ah, let me tell you now we are entering into the easter festivity if not for sin jesus would never have died why did he come to die for us it's not because of our sins what the second Corinthians 5 21 says he said he who knew no sin he was made sin for us that we will become what the righteousness of god he was made sin on the cross the whole sin of the world the bible says was imputed was put up for him on the cross so that you and i we can have eternal life it was saved that triggered the death i tell you if jesus was not made sin forget it 
he would have gone back alive. He would have been raptured back. Because there's no way Jesus would have died without sin. He knew no sin, but he was made. God just said, okay, like um, the man of God said, the priest, he said, don't you know that it is prudent that one man would die for the sins of the whole nation than for the whole nation to perish? So when Jesus Christ came into this world, he became our representative in sin. And then when he died, he died on our behalf. Listen, that is why Jesus did not die in the spirit, but he died in the flesh. Because sin was an act that happened in the flesh. Practically, he said, I am dying in the flesh to pay the sins of those who end up believing in me, the whole world, so that death in the flesh can come to an end. That is what it practically means. Literally. So the question is that, oh, so Apostle, why do people die? Ignorance, lack of knowledge by people. Eternal life is a real deal. It's a sin entered into the world and thus, in other words, because of sin, death spread to all men because all sin. How did all sin? When Adam was sinning, were you there? You were not there. You and I were not there. But because Adam was the first man and Eve, they were the first people God created to represent the rest of humanity. Whatever they did affected everyone else. In the same vein, whatever Jesus did, you understand, affect anyone who believes in him. Because he's the representation of those who come after him. In the same way, Adam was a representation of those who came after him. So, until anyone meets Jesus, whatever affected the consequences of Adam's action affects the person. You have to meet another representation of God. That is why Jesus is called the last Adam. Sorry, the last man and the second Adam. Are you here with me? So, he is the last. There will be no more Adam again. In other words, there will be no more one person who will stand and represent the entire human race. God had two main people representing humanity. The first Adam and the second Adam. Finish. The first Adam, the biological life of humanity came through him. Now, in the second last man, the spiritual life comes to him praise the lord and the spirit life is eternal life is that life that is always there you don't live eternal life and be expecting to die uh yeah not here i told you last week i said listen even those who are dead first thessalonians 5 he said those who are dead in christ will even come back to life you know people people yes people will still be dying because of ignorance but nobody meets life. Death cannot meet life. How can life be speaking to death? And death will not respond to life. That's why I've been telling you that nobody will meet God in judgment. Death. Everybody will come back to life. Everybody. I'm telling you. Ah, that your uncle that passed away on the day of judgment. 
you will see him feeling gadoshi. That your grandma that passed away, you will see her feeling, feeling. Everybody, life will call everyone out of death to give an account. Life, God, he will call everybody. And then when you show up, he will ask you, what did you do with your physical life in the world? That is what you're going to give an account for. So you don't, let me tell you, this world we are in, this is where the playing field is. You don't joke with your life. You don't live your life anyhow. You don't think anyhow. You don't talk anyhow. You don't behave anyhow. Because I tell you, don't think that death is an escape route <laughs> from this world. It's not that people say that, yes, Paul said it, to die is and all of that, all of that. But people read it out of context. Why was he saying it? Why was he saying it? Are you here with me, somebody? So, if you think death is an escape, you die, make sure that you have your house in order. <laughs> because when the trumpet blows, anyone who is there, ah, oh yeah, you be, you, be, you, you will call up, and when you are called up, the, the master will start asking you. And then, if you don't pass the test, sorry, now, your body, this same body, <laughs> let me tell you, this body, I don't think it's useless. Oh. This body, this body will now be given the capacity to live in the realm of the spirit. The same body. After we are, we've left this world, by the time we come back on earth, in the new heaven and the new earth, I'll see Amida as she is now. I'll see, you know, prophet as he is now. We will see ourselves. We will touch ourselves. We will shake hands. We will hug everything normal. You will not be hugging my spirit. Can you hug the wind? <laughs> you can't hug the wind. And that is what that is what that that is the meaning of spirit. Spirit simply means wind. Okay? That's that's the meaning of, of it. But this life is the life of God. That's who God is. God lives. See, from age to age, he's still the same. God does not go. Then I was, I was telling, he said, some of you think that he's the old man upstairs. He's never the old man upstairs. Some of you, God is even fresher than you. The day you see your father, he said, ah, is, are you my father? Yeah, yeah, looking fresh. Young, fresh. <laughs> and you'll be thinking, ah, but I thought God is some old man with some very long gray hair. You know, now, if you think it's gray hair, no, it is his white hair. That is how his hair is. His hair is. If you're going to see God in any white hair, that is how he is. He gave you black, maybe he chose white. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I guess it is. So eternal life, that is the real life. This life stands in contrast to this earthly life. Especially this life after sin and death. When sin came into this world, that is when people started suffering. Sickness, disease, poverty, pain. The ultimate consequence of sin is physical death. Now, Jesus Christ came. Anyone who believes in him will not perish. What is the meaning of perishing? You are not supposed to be sick, die, be poor, go through all the hardship people are going through as a result of sin. Listen, if sin is death, sickness, and disease, and now that sin has been taken away, why are you still sick? Which means there's something you don't know that is still giving the the impetus for the devil to start to still be exploiting you i see it as an exploitation of ignorance 
The devil knows that you don't know that, that you have a new life. You must know that I have a new life. Are you here with me, somebody? If you don't have life, then you are finished. You know, we, read, we prayed on Friday. Romans chapter 8. He said, if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit will give life to your mortal bodies. Romans 8.10. Give life to your mortal bodies. Why will it give life? Because this flesh, this mortal body, because of sin, is subject to decay. But the moment you have eternal life inside here, and if this body is where the, the, the spirit dwells, then it means that whatever sustains the spirit must be able to sustain the flesh. There's a line in the book that is coming out. And I, I, I wrote a simple thing. The only thing is a simple thing. Now, what do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose to believe that, okay, I can live in this body and I'll be raptured? What do you have to lose? Okay, fine. If you believe that you're going to die, okay, that's your belief. But the point is that you still come back from the dead. So what do you have to lose to believe that I have the life that can feed this physical body for it to live to the standard if i'm no more interested in living in this world like paul said he said i i reckon that if i am present in this body it's to your benefit but even also when i die it's a, it's a gain to me because if i go i'll be with the lord if i stay in this body i will continue to feed you i mean paul was at the point where he was even deciding to die or not to die and his understanding of death was not because oh i have lived old I'm, I'm old enough let me die and go no his understanding was that is that he said if he died he will go and meet the lord of course he wanted to meet the lord he said if he stayed in his body it was to the benefit of the saint and then he went and said okay you know what i'm going to stay i'll stay in the body for a while let me continue feeding you and then when the time was up when he felt that okay i've had enough let me now go up and then he said i'll finish my race he said i'll finish my race that's what he said the moment he said i have finished my race he has yielded himself to the spirit of death and then he said I'm, my life is being poured out and then they killed him and then he went then when he was not ready the people could not murder him he was under house arrest for many years they could not touch him that but the moment he realized that he has finished his work everything that the father had told him to do he has done it he felt okay all right i'm not ready to go let me now go and rest. That's that, that, this was his mentality. He wanted to go through. See, I'll tell you. This was a man that had understanding and revelation of eternal life. That is why a viper beat him. A viper. A venomous viper beat him. He just shook it and put it in the fire. He did not kill him. He had understanding of eternal life. You cannot have eternal life. And allow malaria to dominate your body and allow cocoa to dominate your anus and allow heavy migraine to dominate your hair let me tell you something eternal life make sure that your body is always full of health and i pray for you for me today that every day eternal life shall manifest in your body it shall show forth in your body in the mighty name of jesus there are many christians when you scan their body's medicine the waste is spinning Cocoa is down there. Uh, the the kutuji, the oh, come on. 
all of those things are manifestations of the life of sin you are no more there say i'm no more under sin say i'm no no more under sin jesus took away your sin if he took if you believe that he has taken away your sins then it means that certain things that happens to this body must it's a must must not happen again how can you have eternal life and still be struggling then what then let me ask you if you are still struggling then why did you get born again then there's no there's no joy there's no benefit in receiving jesus it is not that this life is not powerful it's full of power but many people don't know they put their hope in the pastor don't put your hope in you you have the life of god in you ah if i am anointed to do what i'm doing you too you have the anointing to do what you're supposed to do to the glory of god me i my, my understanding of ministry is strictly on ephesians 4 from verse 11. i am here to raise you i'm here to train you i'm here to teach you i'm here to guide you so that you can live that life yourself i am not supposed to live your life for you i'm not supposed to live your eternal life for you i have my eternal life to live you also have your eternal life to live my goal is to teach you guide you bring you to the knowledge of the truth so that you can apply the power the glory of god in your daily work when you wake up in the morning and that headache is showing up you will know what to do Satan, get out of my head when you wake up in the morning and there's no food to eat you know how to command food to come into your house when you wake up in the morning and there's no money to pay that bill you know what to do for money to come this is my responsibility as your pastor and apostle to teach you and to guide you and to bring you to the knowledge of eternal life that is our work i'm not supposed to come for me pray but come if you need come you know in this church we don't do pray for me pray for me i'll teach you how to pray i'll teach you how to command demons to leave you that is better ah that is why you see that is why some people they will have to spend money the the, the man of god has made himself as a, a repository of all of god's power and anointing bring money and i'll give you what you are looking for ah you will not find it here we are raising jesus said, i will build my church let me tell you the church is not an organization it's a living you are the church called out ones he said that it means that jesus said i will build my people Jesus, I will build my people, and the gate of hell cannot prevail over you. The gate, so Jesus wants to build the people. That is why Ephesians 4 is for me, my mission as a pastor and apostle. I am not here to make you believe in me as your apostle. Yes, whatever God gives me to me, you must receive. But my purpose is to raise you, is to train you. If Jesus is raising and building you, I don't have any other job. My job is to do what Jesus is doing, to raise you, to build you, to understand eternal life, that you will be able to prevail over the devil. Why should I? Why? Why should? Oh, your stomach is hurting. You call apostle. My stomach. Pray for me. Oh, my head. Pray for me. A uh, job. Pray for me. The marriage. Pray for me. I don't have that time. I don't have that time. What if the devil shows up in your bedroom at midnight? And me too, Tali. My wife is lying by me, and we are having a nice conversation. Then you call me, apostle. The devil has showed up. I'll hang up. If the devil has showed up, you to show up. If the devil has shown up, you to show up. Tell your neighbor, if the devil shows up, you to show up. Show up. Let the devil know that if he says he's the devil, me to am the child of God. If he says he has power, me to have power. 
That is how you must live your life. Don't live your life as a defeated foe and crying, hey, that, that man, that God, when will this thing stop? Hey, you have the power to stop that thing. Whatever sickness is in your body, you have the power to stop it. Whatever problem is in your life, you have the power to stop it. You have the power because you have eternal life. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Shout, I have the power. Don't allow the devil to confuse you and let you to be afraid. If your finances are not working, hey, put it to work. God did not save you to make you broke. God did not save you to make you unemployed. God did not save you for you to be so down. Now, now just last week, when the father corrected me. And then he said, when you are asking people, like people say that, oh, okay, um, your life, your life will be better. Your life will be, will be, you know, like. So the father asked me, when people say that, the question they might ask is, what life are you talking about? Because the life that someone is living is exactly what they will get. So if someone claims he's born again, and the person is still under the oppression of demons, you should know there's a problem. Ignorance is at work. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, Less when I have preached and they hear, because he said, In seeing they will not see, in hearing they will not hear. Less when they have heard and have repented, I will heal them. In other words, the moment there is repentance, change of mind, and ignorance is kicked out of the door, healing comes. So if you find a believer who is always complaining, Things are hard. This life I'm living, me also. The question is that what life do you think you are living? Because if you are living eternal life, hey, what do you need that you cannot get? It is this life that created everything. <laughs> See, I'm on a project, eh? and then I got a bill just last week, and I put a bill together. The bill, everything will sum up to $26,500. And then, as soon as I got the bill, and then I showed it to mommy, mommy was like, she, I, she just kept quiet. And I said, and I said, you think it's a big money? And, I said, and, and then she laughed. I said, Charlie, forget it. It's done. I, I just said it is done. Before I could say Jack, the father started giving me ideas what to do and where to go what to say are you you see twenty six thousand dollars and you think ah that bender where am i who who where how am i going to get this money when you are operating it internal life there's not where I, what the paul say in romans chapter 10 he said no one should say who is going to go where up as it to bring jesus from above or to go under the ground as it to bring jesus from the grave but what is it he said now the word the word of faith is even true in your mouth that if you say with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead you are saved in other words the solution to your problems is inside you I say whatever you think you are experiencing in this world the solution is with you tell your neighbor the solution is with you the solution is not with anybody. It's with you. Eternal life is with you to bring solution to every problem. Are you here with me? Last week we went to Genesis. Let's go back again. Please sit down for me. 
We read Genesis and I, I want us to go back again. This is what eternal life does. In the beginning, verse 1, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the Lord, of God, was hovering over the face of the waters. What was hovering? The Spirit of God. Over what? Darkness and waters. Darkness. I taught you last week by the revelation of the Father. This verse 1 it's not like God um, recreating, like, as in, He created from the beginning, beginning, beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, full stop. That was the beginning of beginnings. Then it came back. The earth was without form and everything. And I pointed to you what happened in Revelation 12. When Lucifer was cast down to earth, and then darkness came. Because if there was an earth, before God created an earth then what did he do then he recreated it because god made everything out of nothing and i even told you last week that he made heavens and the earth so he made heavens to dwell in there and the earth for other people i guess what i'm saying so satan when he was cast to the earth after he rebelled isaiah chapter 14 ezekiel chapter 28 you find what satan did as lucifer in these two scriptures okay lucifer what he did was that he wanted to ascend and rebel against god he wanted to take over god a created being who wanted to overthrow the creator can you imagine and then when he did that he was cast so darkness came over the earth he came and he destroyed everything that god had created that is why the earth was without form satan's work is to destroy he came to destroy everything when god came the holy spirit gone as soon as he came let there be light and this light was not the sun on the moon it was his light eternal life is talking here eternal life came to darkness let there be light and then in the midst of darkness light started creating the earth again and the father said when i was speaking i said let there be the word let he was addressing the demons the kingdom of darkness give way let the earth bring forth food give way let the waters be separated give way give way light was speaking to darkness for darkness to give way and that is why anywhere there's darkness as soon as light is turned on darkness gives way there's no way darkness can stand in the presence of light i pray that any darkness that is trying to frustrate your work in this world it's a give way it's a give way it is giving way it is giving way any darkness element of darkness sickness poverty any struggle whatever is frustrating you today it is giving way give way jesus said you are the light you are the light you are the light say i'm the light how did you become the light it's in john chapter one can we read it john chapter one john chapter 
It says, verse 3, All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Can we read verse 4 together? I want to go. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light, verse 5, shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. In him was life. In the word is life. Which means that this life, eternal life, is what carries the light. So when Jesus said, you are the light of the world, all I was saying that as far as and as long as you have eternal life, you carry light. Uh, you are not here with me. You carry, say, I carry light. This is how you must be thinking. Sickness is a derivative of darkness. All those things that people are perishing with. Look at how today, I was telling you on Friday, they said kidney problems are going up. Cancers are going up. These are going up. These are going up. These are all works of darkness. In the darkness, when something hits you, you will not even see. But I have the light. Why, do I, why am I the light of the world? Because I have eternal life. With that life, with that life that is alive, because there's a life that is death. Satan's life. Yeah. Someone say, oh, if Satan that death, death is a nature. Death is a nature. Death is not an event. It's a nature. So that kind of nature, that kind of life, is a life of decay, rottenness. Ugly stuff. Have you seen a, a, a body that is decomposing before? Have you seen some, you seen some before? You see how the maggots were coming out. You see how it was looking ugly. If you have not eaten, I'm sorry, but that's how it is. You you cannot look at a, a decomposing body for one minute, two minutes. Because you see how the body, you see how the, the thing it is that is it is a nature, it's a life. That is how Satan's life is. God gave him that life of decay, of rottenness. And it's a way God is punishing Satan for, for trying to overthrow him. He will not because let's see. If you think death is an event, if someone dies, can you can you insult the person? Can you if you snap the person with the person respond? That is not the kind of death that God wants Satan to have. He has given him a life that forever, for all the time, Satan would all be punished. You will have a life that is rotting life that is decaying so that is his nature in the spirit so what does he do he's now infiltrating the carnal bodies of people with his sickness and ultimately his death and he said okay now you will not die you will not die spiritually yet you will die physically that is an example of what how he wants you to taste spiritual death let me show you something romans 21 Are you there? I read from verse number six. And he said to me, It is done. Say it is done. Oh, shout it loud. Say it is done. Say my health is done. Prosperity is done. My greatness is done. Say it is done. Shout to say it is done. All right. 
He said, it is that. I am the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things. And I'll be his God and he shall be my son. Verse 18. But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderous, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And I, I tell you, the second death is the spiritual death. Nobody has died spiritually. People say that, okay, Adam died spiritually. No, Adam did not die spiritually. If Adam had died spiritually, nobody would have been saved. This is the second death. Okay, you said Adam died spiritually. That is death number one. And then he died physically. That is death number two. So, that should have been what? This one should have been the third death. But we hear, we find in here that this is the second death. Which means that Adam died once. It is appointed unto man to die once. And after that, what? Judgment. It's not appointed unto man to die twice. And after that, judgment. Adam did not die spiritually. And then die physically. When, when God said, the day you shall surely eat, you shall surely die. What he meant is that, when you eat of it, surely you die physically. Because sin will produce death in your physical body. So it was appointed for man to die once. And after he dies, then judgment is going to... It's not like, after he dies, immediately judgment will... There's a day appointed for judgment. Because after you die physically, the next thing that will happen when you, you gain more or less consciousness is judgment. That's what it means. The next thing that's going to happen is you can so sexually immoral, murders, liars, cowards, cowards, cowards. I'm writing this year. The title is "Don't Be a Coward." It's a book title that I'm writing this year because the father was giving me some revelation about cowardice, and I it is serious than most of you think. It is serious, and I was saying, listen. You, know, you see the faith that we talk about if you're a coward you cannot walk in faith if you're a coward you cannot walk in faith amen somebody say i have overcome the second death because i have life john 10 john 10 john chapter number 10 John chapter 10, read verse number 10. It says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. This life here is the way, the life of God, eternal life. So why did Jesus Christ come? That we have life, eternal life, life always. Not life of sickness and disease, life of poverty, life of hardship, no. So when you are seeing your life struggling, you should know that ignorance is at work. You must know from today that you must not be going through what many people are going through. Does it mean Satan will not bring temptations your way? Surely he will bring it. I get you. Satan will come and tempt you. 
with poverty, tempt you with sickness, tempt you with hunger, tempt you with all those things. He'll come and tempt you. But now that you have the life of the Father, when He comes, you also have the ability, the power to overcome the temptations of the enemy. Luke chapter 4. I want to show you something. To be honest with you, when I'm teaching about eternal life, I feel at home. I'm telling you, I feel at home. I, I, I feel, you know, I, I get these vibes that it's like this is my comfort zone. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I enjoy talking about eternal life. My goodness. Karaba satayada. Now, John chapter number four, I read from verse number one. I intentionally chose John four instead of Matthew four for a reason, which I would sorry, Luke chapter four. I said Luke, right? Good. Luke chapter four. Verse one. Then Jesus being filled with what the holy spirit from the jordan what happened at jordan what happened to him at jordan he was baptized water and the spirit water and the spirit so when, as the bible says when you go to chapter 3 you see that as soon as he was baptized and came out of the water the bible says the spirit of the lord descended upon him in the form of a dove the dove is not the holy spirit though. if you have a dove <laughs> that is not the holy spirit that is symbol of the holy spirit so don't use the dove as the holy spirit okay the way he came he descended landed upon him the holy mean that the spirit of the father now came to dwell with jesus okay bear in mind the process god used or he took sorry to bring about the plan of salvation the virgin birth has to take place when the virgin birth took place jesus the word gained flesh like any other human being so when he came the blood the spirit of god that overshadowed mary and impregnated her provided the blood for conception remember without a sperm no woman can get pregnant that's to tell you this sign and wonder you can work imagine someone comes to you said i i don't have the seed of the womb since i got married the nature of the father can produce sperm into the womb of that woman for that woman to get pregnant I, I, no, I, Charlie, the message of eternal life you're going to go foul so get ready there are some things you start doing that will blow people's mind if the spirit can give someone's blood and the sperm is essentially right then the, then the spirit can give sperm so the spirit the father overshadowed Mary and imparted sperm into her womb without having any sexual activity and mary got pregnant why so that his word can have the form philippians 2 a form of any born servant of a human being that was the first step 
the second step was for this perfect human body that came out of the spirit and virginity to now house the power and the glory of God. Now, the question, if you are following me, you might ask is that if the baptism at Jordan represented repentance, then we also say Jesus knew no sin. Then what did he repent for? Why did he have to go through the baptism? Remember what Jesus said in the Matthew's account. In fact, when John the Baptist had wanted to stop him, he said, let's suffice this to fulfill all righteousness. Because Jesus, as our representative, you understand? If every man was required to repent, to in order to receive the life of God, he too ought to have repented. Even though he knew no sin. He went through baptism. The same way any human being who wanted to repent will go through it. Because that was a righteous act. Are you here with me, somebody? So the moment he went through baptism, now the Spirit of God came. In other words, this perfect human body now received the life from above into this body. Now guess what? The moment the life of the spirit entered him. Now what happened was that there was a takeoff. The father prepared him. The first man was tempted without the life of God in him. So he failed. Now when the spirit of God and the life of God has come upon him. He was prepared to meet Satan right now. Because no human being was able to destroy and defeat Satan. Unless God. So now God was in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5. Reconciling the world unto himself. God had to come into Christ to defeat Satan. So that he can reconcile the world. But I want to show you something. Let's read on. Then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit. returned. Jordan and was led by that same spirit into the wilderness verse 2 being tempted for 40 days by the devil and in those days he ate nothing and afterward when he had ended he was hungry and the devil said to him if you are the son of God now the devil now realized that after the spirit came remember if you read it the devil never spoke about Jesus, the Son of God, until the Spirit of God came upon him. Now, Satan realized that this person has received the Spirit of God. He's a new person now. He's not the Son of God. So he's saying, if condition, you claim that now you are the Son of God, what's going to happen? Turn these stones to become bread. And in verse 4, Jesus said, You shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil taking him up on high mountains showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All authority I will give you. And their glory for this has been delivered to me. Who delivered it to him? Who delivered the glory of the world to Satan? Adam. Not God. Adam delivered all the glory of the world to Satan when he listened to him in the garden. So Satan said that, Now I have everything. I have all the glory. 
Remember, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4 4 that Satan is the ruler of the world. You remember that scripture? So, how did he receive it? Adam gave it to him, and then he was now bragging to the Son of God that if you obey me, I'll give you everything. God has been delivered to me. And he said, Verse 7. No, sorry. I'll give to you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and i'll give it to whomever i wish verse 7 therefore if you will worship before me all will be yours a liar promising you a house a liar a liar who is telling you that Kojo, tomorrow by this time i'll give you a car a liar and you want to believe that liar at your own peril and jesus answered to me and said Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall not worship the Lord, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall serve. Verse 9. Then he brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple. If the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give you his angels over charge, charge over you, to keep you. And in their hands you shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, Shall not tell the Lord your God. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. So the devil came to an end with his temptation until he came back again now this is what i want to show you the next verse read it together verse 4 are you there verse 14 one to go then just in the power of the spirit to die and news about him went out through all the surrounding region and he taught in their synagogue being glorified by all if you have not heard it before let me a lot of people say that it is because jesus went up to go and fast 40 days and 40 nights that is why he retained with power no 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 the same spirit that took him up was the same spirit in his ability brought him down he returned in the power of the holy in other words the same holy spirit helped him because there was not the spirit that took him up the spirit took him up to fast and to be tempted if the holy spirit if the father was not with him jesus couldn't have fasted for 40 days 40 nights the flesh alone could not and cannot fast for 40 days 49 it took the power the ability of the holy spirit for him to go up there in the mountain to fast and for him to defeat remember luke said he was he was tempted all the time so for the 40 days and 49 he was fasting satan was upon him tempting him every day tempting him every day at some point say tell you afterwards he was done he was hungry satan took him and tempted him it took the power of the holy spirit to overcome satan and then he came down in that same power 
not the fasting generating power this is the spirit generating power and then when he came down in the ability of the holy spirit he started teaching you understand why did jesus go up the mountain to be tempted god took him there so that the devil can tempt him in the same way god allowed satan to go into the garden of eden to tempt adam and eve because remember god had two people in the world the first adam the last adam whatever the first adam went through in the hands of satan the last adam too must go through it and satan went through it and jesus went through it perfectly so that every man can be set free from sin and death hello are you here are you listening this is the beauty of eternal life when you have eternal life satan cannot tempt you to succeed it's a spirit that brings eternal life water and the spirit when you have the spirit and i have eternal life oh apostle the lady came and i could not stand it and i fell you have eternal life to overcome any form of temptation ah even joseph in the old testament that did not have eternal life was able to flee from sexual immorality how much more you that have eternal life today ah you cannot sit in church and have eternal life and you tell me oh man of god oh we are we are we are all flesh and blood i'm only human who told you are only human say i'm not only human i have eternal life and that eternal life grows to my mortal body a different nature that the body cannot experience satan will come and tempt you with sex and sexual immorality the same way you go and tempt somebody who's unbelieving but when he comes to you because of the life eternal life in you he comes you can tell satan get you behind me you can tell that lady get out you can tell that guy that want to lead you into temptation and say get out i'm not ready for this because greater is he that is in me i have eternal life say i have eternal life say i have eternal life first john first john chapter number five first john chapter number five and i read from verse number 11 and this is a testimony that god has given us what god has given us what he didn't he didn't give us i said it some time ago to be born again is not you going back to the life of the first adam before his sin no second Corinthians 5 17 you are new say i'm a new creation not a past creation not a restored creation god did not give you his life to take you back to the life of the first adam before his sin this life eternal life adam of the earth he did not have it oh come on are you here with me please start renewing your mind though the first adam did not have just the flesh and blood you know how people have been saying it yeah because it's in the bible um like what um god said in genesis chapter 5 what did he say in genesis chapter 5 man's thought and his ways was full of iniquity and wickedness and he said that man's life is be what 120 years you remember because of that everybody's saying 
120 years. 120 years. In fact, Moses even said 70 years. You remember there's 70 years and there's 120 years. So some people are aspiring to be 70 years. Others too are aspiring to be 120 years. They are confused. Meanwhile, in Christ, God has given you a life that you can live all the time. Uh... Ah, Apostle, does it mean I can live thousand years if you want to? If you have, if you have some business, I, I, I've been telling you, if I know, the day I know that my assignment on earth is finished, I'll be raptured. That's my, I'm building my capacity and I'm believing that. I keep, I said, I said, Father, if the day comes and then you make me realize that my assignment on earth is finished, I have emptied myself. Ah, you know, it's not like, it's not like, okay, if I go through physical death, I'll not go to heaven. I hope. But I just don't want to experience that. Is that something too big for me to ask my father? At least let me ask him. If my father says, okay, son, you have to come to me through physical death, I don't have a problem. But I know he's going to give me what I ask him. It's my belief. Oh. That's why I say it all the time. Oh. If I believe, I say it. If you believe, you say it. If you don't believe it, you will laugh with me, but you cannot say it. You know, there's some people when I talk like this, they, they enjoy it, but they cannot say so. They don't believe it. <laughs> they, they are happy that I'm saying it, but they don't believe it. If you believe it, you will say so. How many of you want to go through, go to heaven through physical death? Now, if you want to, raise your hand. Don't feel sad. No problem. I don't want to go through if it's through physical death. I want to be raptured. Amen. Yes. When Jesus came from the dead, he was raptured. Uh, he was taken up. He was caught up. I want to be caught up. In fact, there's no Greek translated raptured. Rather, the Greek word is translated caught up. So I want to be caught up. Yeah. Father, it's my prayer to you. I know you will hear me. In Jesus' name. Say amen with me. Uh, when my time is, when I'm emptied, my, I fulfilled many years i'm standing before you teaching before i realize hey, apostle is going <laughs> apostle is going <laughs> amen somebody ah enoch experienced it old testament elijah experienced it old testament jesus experienced it old testament and i cannot experience it in the new do you know that some people even believe that john the writer of john he did not die he also was taken up because John had deep revelation of eternal life. How many of you are going to start believing like that? <laughs> you are not confident though. Some of them are like this. Some of them. <laughs> ah, amen. Hey, tell anybody you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose believing this way. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to lose. Uh, if you die physically, you will go to heaven. If I'm caught up to, you go to heaven. It's just, we have options. <laughs> we have options. Now choose which one you want. <laughs> just choose it. Amen. And start believing. Yeah. How many of you believe in the rapture? We know it. How many of you believe that? Uh, you believe that you'll be caught up. That day you believe. But why can't you believe that you can be caught up? <laughs> now. <laughs> Amen, somebody. Yeah. You see, this is where the church is lacking. Some of these messages, when you hear, 
I know someone will hear this message and say, ah, this apostle, he's been heretic. Heretical means that I'm preaching falsehood. But by the time you go through the revelation of eternal life, there's nothing that I say here that is heretic. And they said that the same thing to Jesus. Jesus died physically to bring to an end physical death in the life of people. You see, I am doing a study and I'll bring to you a report very soon. I am studying the dispensation of the Bible and also the kind of messages that were taught under each dispensation. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm doing it from Genesis to Revelation. I want to understand it. Because Jesus the main thing he came to teach was eternal life. People say, oh, he came to talk about the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? Yeah, people believe that it's only the kingdom. What is the kingdom? What is the kingdom of God to you without eternal life to live in that kingdom? And people say, kingdom. Uh, the kingdom of Jehovah. What is the kingdom to you without the life to live in it? Every kingdom has citizens. Have you forgotten the Bible says, our citizenship is of all, it's of heaven. So for you to be in the kingdom, you must have the life to be a, you must be born into it i get it now yeah you, you cannot it's not naturalization you know, that you have dual citizenship i have a ghana passport i have an american passport no 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 the moment you are born again citizenship of everywhere is cancelled now you are the citizenship of heaven so then pastor go and throw away your ghana passport no problem Philip traveled without needing a passport. You see, we have not believed, we have not believed strong enough. So we doubt the power and the work of God. We think God cannot do certain things. We think it, it is beyond him. Ah, what is beyond God? You, you think God cannot move you from Ghana to America right now and go and preach and bring you back? You think he cannot do it? You think it's, you think it's a fairy tale? You think it's a movie? There are some squad in Nigeria. I told you about them. That people, they, they, they are young guys. They pray. They, they, they say, we have traveled all over the world to go and preach. And we have come back. We didn't go with visa. Right. Life. I, I will look for that video and I will share with you. We have traveled the world. They are not witches and wizards. Holy Ghost filled young guys. They say, we have had those experiences. We have, we have been taken to countries to go and witness. And we have been brought back. It happened to Philip. Why can't it happen to you? You see, you don't believe it. That's why it's not happening. You think this one is only in the Bible. Say it will also begin to happen to me. It must happen to you also. John said, we have received what? Eternal life. And he said, and this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. He who does not have the son of God does not have life. And these things I have written to you to believe. In the name of the son of God. That you may know that you have eternal life. And that you may continue to believe in the Son of God. Say, I have eternal life. This is the beauty of being in Christ. Are you here with me, somebody? Second Corinthians 5 17, I've quoted it already. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Why are you new? Because of eternal life. The spirit life. Say, I have the spirit life. Because Satan is the spirit death, he's a spirit being. Angels are spirit. And he's dead in the spirit. He's having that nature of death. So in the realm of the spirit, there's life and there's death. Are you getting it? And we have life. And when you have life, this life can now 
influence your mortal body. Are you here with me? See, please, let this thing occupy your mind. Are you here with me? Think about eternal life. Do your own research in the Bible. Study more to show yourself approved. Think about eternal life. Ah, what life is in this world that is greater than eternal life? Think about it. The world, they chase money. We have the life that can produce money. Which one do you prefer? Do you want to chase money or to produce money? Are you here with me? This is the life. When you look at yourself, what do you need? What do you need? I have the life. I lack nothing. The glory, the grace is upon my life. I lack nothing. I have peace. I have joy. I have power. I guess what I'm saying. Everything that you do has been sanctioned in heaven. From today, I pray for you that eternal life that was manifested in Christ in which you have right now, every single day of your life from today shall be your reality. I say it shall be your reality. It shall be what you experience. It shall be what you think. It shall be what you say. And it shall be what you do. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.